All right. Welcome back to another episode of Harbor Food Services Drive Time. This is an opportunity for us to have conversations that you can could be a fly in the wall on that will hopefully help you get better insight or spark ideas or insights into yourself or what you do that will help you be the best you you can be. Or maybe that might be a lofty goal, but we'll see. Uh, so on this episode, I'm talking to Brent Phillips because uh, I keep hearing from a lot of different sources that internal communications has gotten pretty clunky through COVID. And uh, uh, Brent's identified this and he's taken a lot of steps to sort of up his game in that arena. And so I was hoping that we could have a conversation and get his take on a lot of this stuff. So without further ado, hello, Brent Phillips. How you doing? Good. How about yourself? Pretty good. You're shifting into a new role, taking over territory, which is something that you did before for one of our competitors. Are you excited about it? I'm really excited about it. Um, I I love to um, lead and coach people. Very humble to have this position. That's cool. But it's yeah. also probably got you thinking a lot about how you're going to communicate with your team and how do you want your team to communicate with each other and with Harbor in general. Tell me why that's important to you. Yeah, you know, it's for me, communication is is one of the most important aspects of what we do, whether it be internally uh, within our teams or within other teams at Harbor, and then obviously with the customer. And so communication is something that I'm always trying to get better at. And it's something that I want to instill in everyone that it's, it's, it's a, it's a um, constant work process. It's a process of, of growing and educating yourself. It's something that I would like everyone to, uh, be constantly polishing uh, within their their skill set, right? Is, uh, communication, and I, I I feel like a lot of the a lot of the issues with communication, internal communication or email, especially communication, you lose so much nuance. One analogy that that I, I like to use is sometimes we're so busy, it's like we're picking strawberries at a sprint, and so I think that those abbreviated communications can really be received in. A completely unintentional way. What kind of what what kind of thoughts or considerations have you put to your method of communication that helps to uh, alleviate that? I, I think COVID's been going on for the last two years, and now we're finally starting to get ourselves out of it. Um, so the last two years, we've been extremely reliant upon email, and it's very important that when I am um, whether I'm asking for something or I'm trying to convey information to someone, first thing is I try to be courteous. I try to say, hey, good morning or good afternoon. Um, I, I want to set the tone that it's a professional email, but that I'm also being friendly, right? One of our pillars that we should always be friendly. And then I want to be clear and concise um, when I am writing that email. So, you know, I like to you know, talk about the background, talk about the facts, whatever you're asking. If you're, if there's a request that you're asking for, ask that in a polite way. Um, I try not to use all caps because huh. all caps is something that conveys that you're screaming at the person. Yeah. If I'm frustrated about something, um, and I feel like I'm okay, I, I'm in an okay state to send that email. I'll send it. If I'm not in an okay state to send that email, I'm not even going to start writing it. What I'm hearing is just to make sure that you're prepping the soil of, you know, for good communications to grow. Well, it sounds like the first thing you do is you kind of do a, your own temperature check. 
you know, how hot am I on this? If you're anywhere near the red, then you have a point to where you recognize, okay, I know myself well enough to know that this isn't going to work. So I'm going to wait till I'm a better version of me. Um, but then the next thing you do is you said that you like to, you like to set a friendly tone. So, uh, I can see why that's important because by doing that, you're, uh, you're letting them know before any other misinterpretation might come up that helps to alleviate any mis misunderstandings in what might follow. And then you say you use, you try to use clear and concise language to convey the purpose of your, of your email. So you establish an appropriate context, right? Correct. Can you think of a time when you weren't giving those considerations and what your communication life was versus how different it might be now that you're applying those tactics to your, to your style? Yeah, definitely. When, when this was something that I wasn't practicing, um, my emails probably came across rather blunt, but even further than that, they might have come across a little bit rude, maybe a little bit needy, um, maybe not as courteous as I would like them to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you're asking for someone to do something for you and they feel like you're either not respecting them or not um, appreciating their time. It's, it's kind of up in the air whether or not they're going to give you full consideration at that moment, right? Right. So, so, then, so you're not really getting the purpose of the, the communication isn't even really being achieved, is it? Right. Yep. Yeah. In a perfect world, you know, you, you ask yourself, do I send an email right now? Or could I just pick up the phone and convey these thoughts way easier? You know, when, when we're talking to one another, it's a lot easier. You know, you have your voice inflection. Um, you're going to be a little bit more calmer than you come across in an email, I think. Um, I mean, depending on the situation, it's probably just easier to just pick up the phone and talk to that person at that moment instead of sending an email out. Um, for practical purposes, you, if you can get them on the horn, hey, I, I called them. I'm able to, we're able to connect right away. I send an email. There's a chance that that might sit there for a while. And, you know, that could create a lot of confusion and, and concern as well. Um, you know, the basic communication, you know, 101 that I remember from college, there's two things that I remember. And I tell people this is don't always assume that they receive the message. So they, that could be, actually getting the email or mm -hmm. opening the email. Okay. Right. And then number two, and what's most important is don't assume that the message that you're trying to convey is the way that they are, um, that the way that they're receiving that in their mind. So right. you might think that you're being polite or that you're just asking for something, but they might be seeing it in a totally different light. Yeah. That actually that brings up two points. What we just what you were just saying is uh, the first one. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I think that we we've kind of been losing our ability to uh, make phone calls. And uh, like I know that uh, I'm, I collaborate uh, directly a lot with Nate and Derek and sometimes Darren. And we just kind of have this shorthand where just pick up a phone and call. And if I can pick up, I will. If I won't, I know you're trying to get a hold of me. Right. I type like with two thumbs and my tongue sticking out. And so it's so much faster for me to just 
pick up a phone and call somebody and it's also more efficient. Do you prefer to be to be called? Yep, I do. I do. Yeah, it's a lot easier. You know, you get a lot of emails throughout the day. I know I do. Um, most people within an organization do. So mm-hmm. when someone reaches out to you, number one, it's more personal. Number two, you can solve the problem right then and there. And like you said, you don't have to type back and forth and um, you know, you can establish a better dialogue. We we had a Teams call yesterday and we all agreed that you know, we've kind of Throughout this COVID situation, we've kind of all got in the habit of just, well, I'll just send an email. Right. And said, hey, why, why can't we just pick up the phone mm-hmm. and, and, and take care of this situation right now? Um, yeah, if I just think about this, if I just think about this conversation that we're having right now, if we were to mm-hmm. have this back and forth on email, it would take half of a day. Yep. Something else that you said that, that kind of stood out to me is there's, there's kind of two sides to communication. And so, you know, something that doesn't get talked about a lot is, and it's a skill that I had to learn. I'm getting better at it, but it's still one of those longer skills to really bring into your flow is if I don't think that I've clearly understood what someone is communicating to me, it took me a while to give myself permission to stop and ask and say something like, I think what you just said was this. Am I right? Or could you say that in another way so I can understand it better? Uh, do you find yourself doing that a lot or follow up question and pick both or pick one? Uh, when someone does that to you, do you appreciate it or does it bug you? I appreciate it because for me, I want the other person to understand what I'm trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to feel like there's a mystery around maybe what my ask is or, or what my opinion is on something or something that they're at, you know, I want to make sure that we agree with one another. And so I think what I like what you said is asking those clarifying questions. You know, you said, um, well, I'm hearing you say this, that's a perfect way to make a segue and ask someone for clarification right. on they're trying to uh, communicate to you. Something that else I'd like to talk to you about, but I think let's make it a part two to this conversation is, um, do you feel like you could talk to the point of, you know, maybe some best practices for lack of a better term, how to, you know, maybe we can set up an example of someone from uh, communicating to different departments within Harbor? Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, sometimes, especially with Given we're, we're getting out of COVID, there's a lot of challenges that we're facing in our industry. That is. All right. I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in right now, Brent. Um, uh, let me re-ask the question and then you can ask answer with, yeah, actually I've got, a, I've got a lot to say about that. And I think that we can talk about, and you gave me the example earlier, talking about how merchandising can talk with transportation and things like that. Um, okay. And yeah. then I'll say, cool, let's let's make that a, a part two. We'll wrap up this one and then we'll pick it right up there. How's that sound? Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so Brent, I feel like there's I feel like there's room to talk about, give us some case studies, some examples of, you know, maybe talking to different departments within Harbor. Do you feel like you've got, you know, any insight that you can throw into that? Yeah, definitely do. You know, we have for instance, you know, conversations between merchandising and sales. Uh, vice versa, or, you know, sales and transportation. There's a lot of examples that we can talk about. All right, cool. Let's, uh, let's close this episode and, uh, and then record a part two. What do you say? Love All right. Do that. 
So uh, I'll just give you a traditional close. Uh, thanks for joining us on Drive Time, Brent. Audience, you can think of this as part one. We're going to come back to Brent. We're going to talk about different communications, sales to communicating to different departments within Harbor and, and, and how that communication can be better back and forth. Thank you, Brent. And stick around. We're going to start recording another episode here in just a minute. Thanks for having me.